0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented
1: as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in.
0: And we are back with more Weekly Jump, which apparently has people listening to it that I have never heard from until we decided to do a new giveaway.
1: <laughs> um, hey, that... I can't say that's unexpected, but it is nice to hear.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's really fun. Uh, this has been the most we've ever had a response I think so far it's like 50 or 60 people
1: have responded to it. (laughs) It's a, I mean, it's a good giveaway.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in this, I'm going to continue running it for another week. Um, I will be posting about that uh, on Monday, just letting people know that it's going to be, it's going to be running uh, for a little while longer. Um, uh, We're going to be running it until the Friday uh, from the end of this. So, This this episode is coming out on what the
1: Monday the thirtieth is or or, sorry Monday the twentieth is yeah Monday the
0: twentieth so you have until the uh, let's say until the twenty fourth early morning I'm probably going to be doing it around noon so as long as you get it in before noon Central Standard Time on the twenty fourth then you'll still be in so if you if you want so if if you're interested in this it's uh, get. Get arisen.
1: So, yeah, if you're listening to it the week it comes out, the week of September 20th, Monday, September 20th, you have until Friday, September 20th. This Friday.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what I'm or talking sorry, about, September you should, 24th. If you don't know what I'm talking God. about, you should listen to the previous episode because why not? Um, so get arisen <laughs> into so. the previous episode. <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk about our our uh screen time this week first because we had to watch something mm. that I did not care to watch because I have watched yeah. the original show and I was also not a super big fan of the original show and the
1: same
0: Yeah. So the the OVAs to- that we watched, I'm assuming you just watched the first one.
1: Um I actually watched the first two. Uh I oh I was on the fence more time so- than me. <laughs> yeah this is um so this is this was a suggestion from toshin or taushin I, I don't know how to say it uh he's in the he uh maybe not he i don't remember they are in the discord uh let us know how to say your name properly Ta- taushin toshin uh this is helsing ultimate and um yeah helsing uh i pulled up the wikipedia because uh, you know sometimes that's interesting it's done. It's a manga series written, illustrated by Kota Hirano. Um, it was not in Shonen Jump, but uh, one of their competitors, I guess. It came out from 1997 to 2008, which is a really good run—nine mm-hmm. years. Um, there's been, I think, it looks like one spin-off anime from 2001 to 2006. So that was actually within the original run of the original anime or sorry, the original manga that was uh, called Helsing the Dawn. There was an anime TV series that's that Spencer, you alluded to. Uh, I think I've seen all of it um, from 2001 to 2002. And then the OVA series is what we actually watch today, which, yeah, I, I watched the first two episodes because the first one it's 50 minutes. Usually the average anime episode is about 20 to 24 minutes. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's about two episodes worth. We usually watch three episodes. So I'll watch the second OVA, although the second OVA is over 40 minutes long. So I watched about four episodes worth of content. Um,
0: and you regretted every moment of it.
1: (laughs) You know, the thing is, so this is an OVA series, um, which I think it's, it seems like it's treated as a series. The second episode wasn't a direct continuation in that it picked up immediately afterward, but that it uh, definitely built off of what the first episode had for it. Um, And so, so that was okay. Uh, The storylines were sort of distinct. So the first OVA had its own thing going on. The second OVA, other than having the same characters and having them in, in some ways picking up from where they left off. Uh, although, you know, not, not moments later, but uh, definitely following on from where they left off, uh, it, it had its own plot lines So there were, there were new villains, although uh, definitely probably connected to the villains from the first one. And um, there was a new scenario and that new scenario was more interesting than the scenario from the first one. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like this very much. Um, I, I will say part of what I don't like about it is that it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really, it's, I I was thinking about, I like action series and I like, or I like action series, I like action movies. I like action as a genre because it's exciting and it's cool. I like horror as a genre because it's exciting and it's, it's thrilling. It's scary, but there is a, a prominent subsection of horror that is slashers. And I tend not to like those Mm -hmm. uh, because slashers are not. As much about scaring you as they are about titillating you or grossing you out with how violent, gory, creative, disgusting the kills are. And I would say that Helsing falls into the slasher category. It is sort of a slasher action. Uh And there are thing I've talked about this before. I think I've talked about this a lot in our Hunter x Hunter coverage with the Chimera ants specifically. I would put that in the slasher category as well, uh, at least the first section where the ants are sort of becoming a menace and they're they're doing a lot of hunting and killing and eating of people and i just kind of don't enjoy that um it's also something that that is hard for me to get through an attack on titan although i think the storyline of attack on titan and the sort of core mystery is interesting enough that i can get past it mm-hmm. uh, and attack on titan becomes a little more action oriented after the first section of story as well but just all this to say, in general, I have a hard time with these kinds of storylines. I even have a hard time with things like Game of Thrones, which I think is a, a pretty, pretty good story. Uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so don't at me about the last season. But um, I've read the first five books of Game of Thrones, <laughs> currently only books of Game of Thrones, not counting the spinoffs. Don't at me. Uh <laughs> I, I enjoy that series, but I have a really hard time with it when characters are sort of unceremoniously killed off, which I know is sort of one of the selling points of the series. And I agree that that makes it special and unique, but I also still have a hard time enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, this series, this is a long way of me saying this series is really built on that vibe, on the sort of slasher vibe, the, oh, look at how bloody, look at how extreme, look at how intense this is. I would also say uh especially the first episode although it does rear its head a little bit in the second episode there are some allusions to sexual violence here that are not particularly palatable uh and that i would argue are completely unnecessary uh maybe with an asterisk on one of them based on how vampires work um uh, but uh, yeah i think this one's tough i think if you are into that kind of like overly gory almost campy levels of violence, but that are taking themselves very seriously. You can enjoy this. I I don't think there's anything inherently bad about this with, you know, with the possible exception of, I wouldn't have done so many allusions to rape if if they had asked me, but um, I think that uh, this is a fine series. If it's your cup of tea, it is very much not my cup of tea. This was also true for the original series. Um, I grew up, I grew up in a Christian uh, religious tradition, and I, at, alongside becoming an anime fan and liking superheroes and being fascinated by like Greek mythology and stuff like that, I have always enjoyed the fact that anime is unafraid to take Christianity and turn it into supernatural mythology and have a lot of fun with it. And so I am sort of always inherently interested in things like anime exorcists. I know we, we mentioned this in our last week's episode with bone collection, like, Oh man, here comes another exorcist. Um, and as much as that sort of played out right now, I, I tend to be intrigued by that, by, by its very nature because of my personal history with Christianity and, um, and how fascinated I am at seeing that done as a fantasy magic system, And so there's aspects of that to Helsing that I enjoy, but, uh, the, the implementation and execution of that and the overall sort of like gory vibe and man, the, the absolute superiority of this protagonist, Mm -hmm. uh, really just, just sort of don't do it for me. I remember enjoying the first few episodes of the original Helsing because of seeing these concepts being done in a fun anime setting and a few episodes in, it had already worn thin and the actual implementation of the series had not done anything to endear me to it. Mm-hmm. And so it became this sort of like marathon slog that I had to get through. And H- Helsing ultimate was the exact same thing, just more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like that, you're going to like it. If you don't, you're not going to like it. Uh, I didn't like it. Um, and yeah, I, I also think Uh, I would say final word on this. The protagonist is functionally unkillable. Uh, I'm sure they will challenge that later on. Uh, Obviously there are things like one punch man where I think functionally unkillable can be done very well. Um, But generally speaking, I think that it takes a lot of tension out of a series and uh, Helsing is one of those. So if you're into that sort of power fantasy of just seeing your main character stomp on everybody, uh, that's something that's here that you can enjoy. Uh, I generally don't vibe with that and, uh, I generally don't vibe with the gore and the way that this is all, all working. So this is just super not for me, but I think, uh, it may be for you if you're, if you're one of those people that enjoys that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I also didn't like it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, here's my thing about Helsing. And uh, yeah. as somebody who uh, one of their very first forays into anime was the anime movie Vampire Hunter D, I mm. love Vampire Hunter D. And one of the reasons I love Vampire Hunter D so much is because it does fantasy in a way that is really, really weird. It it breaks a lot of rules. It, it, it does things in very weird ways. Uh, Vampire Hunter D... If you don't know, there's a guy that's your main character who has a mouth inside of one of his hands that just talks and does things. It's a very does strange... does he talk a lot about art? It's no, um, there's <laughs> he's. It's just it's a very very strange strange series. I think there's two movies, maybe three. Um, but I I really loved Vampire Hunter D, and I loved the way that they built the characters. And when I saw Helsing, I was like, oh. I might be interested in this too. So I tried to watch Hellsang a couple of times. And here's where I get off. I don't like Alucard. I don't oh, find yeah. his character interesting. Uh, I kind of find his character uh, as a a vampire reincarnation of the rule of cool. And everybody else can just kind of fuck off. And that is one of the reasons why I get so bored with the series so fast is because I never felt felt compelled by the main character at all. I never feel like he is under any duress or under any strain by anything. Instead, I just feel like he's uh, put into situations. And then what would Dracula do in these situations if Dracula was never afraid of anyone? And that's just kind of... I get that people have those vampire fantasies and this is apparently one of the big things inside of vampire fantasies is that being immortal and being unhurtable is something that some people like to live vicariously through their characters, but I, it's not really for me. Um, so
1: yeah, that. It, it makes sense. Uh, and I like some vampire stuff. Uh, like I, I have watched a decent amount of vampire diaries <laughs> Although that's more of a supernatural uh, CW soap opera. And I kind of like that. But, um, you know, I-, I think vampires do it for me for different reasons than what Helsing is doing. It's just not for me, you know? Yeah. It's hey, just what's interesting, Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> it's actually novel series. 27 novels have been pu- published. What? um I th- Yeah. 27. Uh, does it say since 1983 was when the first one came out? Um, I don't see. Uh, I'm just trying to skim the article here. Um, I'm not seeing if it's ongoing. Um, published in English starting in 2005 to present. Oh, yeah. Published 1983 to present. So theoretically there there could be more. Uh, but yeah, 27 novels so far. Um, It does look like uh, Vampire Hunter D has a 1985 film, a series of audio dramas from 88 to 90, a 1999 game, a 2000 animated film, a 2007 manga adaptation, a 2016 comic book adaptation, a upcoming animated series that has, was started as work was started in 2015, but then... It was still in pre-production as of 16 in 18. The pilot episode was maybe being rewritten. And then the first draft completed in 18 pre-production on, on the series was halted in 20 as a result of the pandemic. And there was also a 2008 English comic book. So I guess they got the rights to it and then made an English language version. Hmm. Uh, and then was written and penciled but canceled in 2009 so it's unclear from this whether or not it came out so there's lots of lots of vampire hunter d Uh, i just thought it would be fun to look that up and then i was surprised and delighted at how much there was so uh that's not actually our coverage today maybe that vampire hunter d series will come out and we will cover that uh eventually but um i just thought since you mentioned it it would be fun to look in on that and see what was going on
0: yeah um, it's a good series yeah. i really like vampire hunter d i
1: i've never seen it i gotta check it out
0: yeah it's it's good it's a good one uh anyway <laughs> um maybe one of our
1: crossovers <laughs> we can watch vampire hunter d
0: yeah um that you just they you know we want to get all up in the d anyways um. <laughs> um you know you know i'll
1: be there i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> Insert semen joke. Yeah. Okay. So. If you don't understand that, listen to Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Um, so let's let's talk about um, our page flips for the week. Uh, I, I feel yeah, this like. sort of a gimme. Yeah. I, man, uh,
1: I have, I am completely caught up with uh, My Hero Academia. Blake, how are you doing okay. there? <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I have not started trying to catch up. I, uh, a ways back I was reading. Oh, it, it, it's quite a ways back now that I'm thinking of it. I, uh, I started reading the manga adaptation from, uh, by picking it up from the library. Mm-hmm. which is always a pro tip if you want to read some manga your library probably has a good manga collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still reading a lot of manga from the library but I stopped picking up copies of Shonen Jump manga when we got access to Shonen Jump which uh I actually bought a subscription to Shonen Jump like a month or two before we became connected to the Geekly Grind when they gave us a subscription to Shonen Jump. So uh I now read all of my Shonen Jump manga on there. I did not pick up the manga that I was reading from the library where I left them off. I just started a new system of reading manga. And in that new system, I have not gotten around to My Hero Academia yet. Um, I have seen all of the four completed seasons of My Hero Academia, but have not started watching season five other than... Uh, the first episode or two that were available before we did that interview uh, with the voice actors, which was after it started showing in J- Japanese, but before the dub version of season five had premiered. So not that long ago. Um, so, yeah, I know a lot of My Hero Academia, but I'm very much not cut up. And it is my understanding that there are some big reveals that I have not seen at all yet.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, big reveals. That's putting it mildly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that said, I have, I have watched My Hero Academia. I've watched the first part of My Hero Academia through several times. Um, I, and then rereading it today. Uh, in in truth, I just skimmed over the pages of the first three chapters uh, because I've also read it. I've read it once. I've watched those episodes multiple times. I know what happened. So I was mostly just kind of like letting my eyes wander over the pages to take in the artwork and sort of reassess it as a piece of manga. Um, And then also was kind of curious to see, you know, when you're making, when you're a mangaka and you're trying to get your, your series published, you have a, a reasonably large amount of time to work on your first chapter. If your series gets picked up, you start working at that once a week pace. And so generally speaking, your first chapter will be at a different quality level than your subsequent chapters. Uh, and it is often true that authors start finding ways to cut corners as they go on. So uh, a lot of the times, the not necessarily the quality of the art, but the amount of detail found in the art will go down over time. Mm -hmm. So I was paying a lot of attention to that. Uh, It was interesting to see, obviously the quality does go down from, from chapter one to chapter two, as far as, as detail, not as far as overall quality of storytelling or artwork. Um, But the artwork in general is is, uh, pretty great. Uh, I like these, uh, the, I don't know, anime style that my hero academia uses. It works really well in anime. It works really well on the page. They feel different, but also very, very much, you know, a pair. Um, I think My Hero Academia is great. Uh, it's just, I'm sure we've said this a few times before, but I think that what My Hero Academia does so well is it takes the ideas that you find a lot in superhero comics and that you find a lot in shonen anime, which are ideas of a protagonist who is super earnest and super committed to being a good person because being a good person is a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it combines those with the idea of the superpowers you get in anime and the superpowers you get in super superhero sh- series and, uh, and takes the, the sincere, uh, uh, approach to being a superhero and examines it. What I think works so well, you know, we've got things like the boys and, uh, the umbrella Academy that are, are relatively popular, relatively well received, live action series from from late that have been sort of uh, deconstructions or dark twists on the idea of a superhero story. Um, and, And with those, a lot of people have talked about, you know, that superhero fatigue, particularly around the idea of the Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of dominating a lot of pop culture right now. Um, I, I am a pretty vocal fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I I enjoy, I really liked the boys and I like the Umbrella Academy reasonably well. Um, so I, I can enjoy those things, but I'm definitely more of a sincere superhero fan. So My Hero Academia sits right where I want it to as far as like, taking the idea of superheroes at face value and appreciating superheroes as a concept rather than sort of like deconstructing it, tearing it down, etc. While I would say this doesn't really show up in the first three chapters of My Hero Academia, but if you get into the series, the villains in My Hero Academia serve, I think, as a better examination of the realities of a superhero society, the drawbacks of a superhero society and the deconstruction of the idea of superheroes. The villains in this series serve as such a good counterpoint to what the heroes are doing. And it, I think of my hero academia as one of the best written series right now. It's not overly complex. It's maybe not overly adults when compared to something like cowboy bebop or full metal alchemist, but It does such a good job of doing the thing that you are technically supposed to do in writing, which is taking your protagonist and making whatever antagonists there are be a refutation of their philosophy and making their conflict one that while it may come to blows, while it may have action set pieces, is at its core a philosophical disagreement and My Hero Academia does that about as good as any series I've ever seen. Yeah. And it is consistently successful at doing that and consistently successful at introducing villains that are approaching that philosophical debate from a new angle. And I just love this series. It it, it might be my favorite manga and anime series sort of on the whole uh, because it just vibes with me so well. And I think that the manga is absolutely worth picking up. Yeah. As well as the anime. Although technically we're reviewing the manga
0: here. Yeah. The anime is is one of those that has so so many well animated action moments inside of it. That yeah. it, it will just kind of blow you away if it's your first time going into it. But I will say that they, the manga does just as good if not a better job of giving you the the story in um, these bite-sized forms that are also going to just kind of like make you dro- drop your jaw so many times um, at how well the story is told um, at how interesting the the way the characters are um, are put together and built it's it's just man it's it's a very very good show um, and uh, the manga I think the biggest thing it does for me over the anime. If you're one of those people that's just like, should I watch the anime or should I read the manga? I think you should probably do both just because it's going to give you a really cool adaptation. Um, But I will say that the manga does something that I feel like the show doesn't do as much, which is just spend a, just a crazy amount of time with the different characters so that you just get attached to them in such a different way. There's there's just so much to dig into. It's 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 really, really a deep show. Um or well, a deep and, manga. And I think
1: that Yeah, I, I think that, that there's something to be said. Again, I haven't read a ton of the manga. I think I was in the middle of the or at the beginning of the uh the second The second arc, the one where they're having that, that tournament at school. And I, I think I was reading the part where they were doing, they were still doing like the bigger group competitions and they had gone to that like cavalry battle where they're trying to grab the headbands. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where I stopped reading the manga. Um, So I, that's not super far into the series, but I would say that as is relatively expected in an anime adaptation of a popular manga It's more or less a shot for shot remake. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, if I can extrapolate from what you're saying uh, uh, as it relates to my personal experience with this series, I think what you'll get from the manga is what you get from any kind of reading experience. You can go at your own pace. You can soak in moments that, that vibe with you and you can you can stare at these panels, you can reread a section that really hit for you or that you want to understand better. The manga allows you to set the pace of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, And because manga chapters are relatively short, that pace can be quick. So if you're looking to enjoy the series, if you're looking to consume it and because the anime is seasonal, if you're looking to find out what happens next and you can't wait for the the anime to get there, read the manga. Uh, And I think that that, that's a good way to like get involved in those characters is that you you're able to, to focus in, I think at a different pace than what the anime is going to be presenting to you. Uh, because the, the anime, uh, the first season is only 13 episodes. The, The subsequent seasons are about twice that. Uh, and what you'll find is that about every 13 episodes, you get an arc that, that, uh, climaxes in something, something big happening in those last few episodes uh, that come in sort of 13 episode clumps. Uh, then there's sort of a soft reset and then you get into the next arc and then it climaxes by around episodes 10 through 13. Um, so, so you're getting these sort of like distinct adventures and distinct highs and lows in, in the story. Uh, I think the anime does that extremely well. And I think the animation quality is, and the production quality overall is so high that what you'll get from the anime is that sort of like pulse-pounding action and an atypically good adaptation of what you saw on the page. Um, And I would also argue this is a series that is so good that you can consume it in any order. Uh, I don't think that seeing it in motion and color will detract from the, the manga, and I don't think that, you know, reading it at your own pace and getting really sucked into the writing will detract from the maybe maybe arguably more action-oriented anime adaptation these are these are a perfect pair and this series is one of the one of the most popular series currently running since it came out in 2014 which is god seven years ago uh it's one of the biggest series around for a reason mm-hmm. because it's really
0: really good yeah yeah and with all that being said stick with us after these credits
1: and we will uh give you another important live lesson Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad
0: English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at b Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord
1: server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
0: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every
1: Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor in chief of the Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. See you next week, and until then... If you want to become strong, eat my hair! (laughs) Bruce. <laughs>